0: Wow, so hello everybody. Welcome to the Jerry Petito Show on Remember Then Radio. I have an incredible guest today. Somebody that I actually love. We haven't personally met yet, but guess what? That's going to happen. If anybody's out there and let me know, I just want to know that the sound is good. Um, So if you guys can tell me that. Um... So, I want to introduce my guest, and then I'm going to, of course, read the guest poem. Okay, guys? That's what we're going to do. Um, so, tell everyone who you are, sweetie. Hey, my
1: name is John Boy Story from Phoenix City, Alabama.
0: Okay, and tell them just like a minute of, or not even a minute, like just tell them like who you are, what you do.
1: Well, I'm a country music singer from, like I said, from Phoenix City, Alabama. And, uh, actually just turned 22, so, uh, Woo. Too long ago.
0: <laughs> 22, happy after, birthday. <laughs>
1: after you turn 21, it's all just, it's all blah.
0: Yeah, Is yeah. that it? Stop it! <laughs> okay,
1: I feel like I'm getting old
0: now, so... No, 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 you don't say that to me, okay? <laughs> oh, no, you.
1: You stay young. I, I'm the one getting old. Yeah, no,
0: no, I don't think so, sweetie. So, listen, uh-huh. um, you've heard your guest poem, but... These uh, these guests here, these listeners have not, so I'm going to read it to everyone, okay? All right. All right, sweetie. John Boy. My friends Dom and Deb said, Hey, we met this guy in Atlantic City after a concert. Oh, my. The Hard Rock Casino was where I think it played. The group was Alabama, the same state John Boy was made. I still crack up about that. <laughs> <laughs> that <fun> of <laughs> he's played music since seventh grade at only 21. This guy is off the charts. Country music is his fun. Both sets of great-grandparents played music, I was told. I guess we could say John Boy is from their mold. Two lab dogs are his pets. Told me he's a hunter, too. His first deer he got at six. Does he know who he's talking to? John boy, my friend, I'm vegan. A pass I did give you. I really love your accent. Calls me Gary, it's true. Also on a wrestling team, I bet real good you are you were. I candy to the ladies, to the guys you were big sir. I was shocked you have, Tourette's a syndrome not too fun. Do you yell out random curse words and turn around and run? For someone with a voice like yours, I found that hard to believe. You are showing the world anything you can achieve. Singing just seven years, modern country is his thing. Candy Wilkes, his manager, knows he's made for such great things. He travels to do gigs, Florida real soon. I gotta get him here, singing me a tune. He's opened up for great, Chris Jansen to name one. John Connolly and Doug Stone, John Boy's getting it done. He has a mini album. Six Songs, Already Has, Mr. Heartbreaker, it's called. His His EP, Filled with pizzazz. A new song and music video, released it soon will be. I Can Live Without That, a part song, wait to see. John Boy's story is a name I won't forget. This young man right here can sing the alphabet. I'm honored to have met you. Remember, God is good. Your music's made to touch our souls as it should. That's for you, sweetheart.
1: i tell you what. I don't want to have to... Whenever I come up there to um New Jersey to come meet you in person, we're going to have to definitely write a song together.
0: Listen, I am holding you to that. <laughs> I,
1: I'm so serious.
0: I am absolutely holding you to that. Um... I've done a lot of interviews with hip-hop artists and rappers. And, of course, I write their poems. And I get a little funny with theirs, you know. I'm like this white girl, drop the mic, you know. <laughs> uh, yes. And they they love it. Um, so, this is so cool. So, how about if I play one of your songs first? Let's do that and let everyone out there hear how amazing your voice is. Okay, kiddo? Oh, We're going to do that.
2: Yeah, girl, I heard the news No, it ain't no surprise with you You find another guy for a little while Then you cut him loose You must think that I want around you You think I don't know how you do what you do But it's Friday night, I'm feeling all right So I guess I'll give you one more try You're the apple that Adam should have left alone And I'm the fool that's gonna take you home another night Another mistake Another morning full of heartbreak well, I don't want to think about it now These drinks and your lips Got my head in the clouds I ain't coming down anytime soon So keep leaning on him, Baby, you're my ultimate to With all the guys Why am I the one who made you decide that I'm the only one that you've been missing? Like I'm the only one who has your attention? Well, I know just what to expect. Just a late night good time in my bed. When the morning comes and the sun seeps in. Just like that you're going away. You're the apple that Adam should have left alone. And I'm the fool that's going to take you home. So keep leaning on and baby, you're mine.
0: So, you wrote this song?
1: Yes, ma'am. I had a, uh, you know, there was one part at the end of it that uh, I guess you, you know, people who, you know, write songs, they call that the bridge. And a good buddy of mine named Blaine Rudd helped me write the end of that part about Jericho.
0: So, what inspired you to start that song?
1: You know, <laughs> you know I always say that that song particularly, I had a girlfriend from Illinois. So, um, you know, that was kind of like, you know, she moved down here and all that. So anyway, we broke up and all that, but it's just one of the, you know, it's one of those things, you know, you just, you know, I guess you just, you know, if you got a, if you got a girlfriend, Hey, you know, y'all broke up. Hey, that's always a good song.
0: So when did you write that song?
1: Um, I would say, you know, I worked on that side, took it, you know, I had the idea for the song about a year before we, uh, put it out and there was, you know, a bunch of different, different, uh variations of the song but i would say probably finished the song right before we put it out and i think that one was the fourth of july 2018 so probably about i say around you know may we had it finished
0: okay so you know the joke you know if you play country music backwards you get your dog back your house back your wife back your girl back right <laughs> <laughs> that's the oh my gosh that's funny one so, I, you know, when I was growing up, I have to say, I never really loved country music because when I was growing up, we're going back, you know, a little bit, it was different. The country music was different than it is today. Um, But now that I appreciate country music and I love country music today, I can appreciate the older country music now, and I actually like it
1: well that's, i appreciate it but you know it's you know like you know like you just or i guess you didn't say but country music has changed as far as you know a lot of times you, you know you don't lose your dog in today's country music you know you don't you know, like
0: that, so. that's right um but your voice and i'm not just saying this to say this because i don't do that your voice is absolutely off the charts
1: well, you don't know how much I appreciate
0: that. But it's the truth. Everyone, uh, you know, because this is not our first interview, and, you know, people have heard your music before, and they're like, Jerry are you kidding me? you got to get them in there live. I mean, that's my goal one day, um, and to meet you and, of course, to hug you. And I just, you know, you're a beautiful person inside and out, and that's what shows in your music. Well,
1: that is very kind of you. I mean, seriously, especially up in, you know, I was about to say whenever we do come over there to new jersey i would definitely if you have open i would love to come over there and do a live show.
0: well we are going to make you. that work out um but john boy let's talk a little bit about your life i want everybody to, to get to know who you are a little bit um ha- did you have like a happy childhood
1: you know i i ain't gonna lie to you i i was very blessed with some very good parents you know what i'm saying and uh you know i guess that's you know part of uh you know i guess that's you know helps me out writing the more happier songs because you know as far as you know the adversity and all that you know some folks they do come from a you know uh, tough background but i have to say i was very i was very blessed with some really good parents who uh you know supported the music or sports whatever we did so on that aspect of it, it was a uh, it was pretty nice to have some good parents
0: so what got you into the music
1: well it all started i you know i had a buddy who lived down the street and his name was jeremy hutchins and anyway we uh we just you know neighborhood friends and one day he brought his guitar over and showed me how to play a few chords and they taught me how to play Seminole wind and that's just old, It's one of those old country songs but anyway um one day you know my dad come in and he's like well son if you if you're gonna play the guitar you gotta learn how to sing and i was like man that's just you know no <laughs> heck no that's terrible so i did a few talent shows sucked it up really bad and eventually I was like, well, I mean, I'm, you know, already playing, so I might as well just keep on doing it. And, you know, eventually it just, you know, turned into what it is now after doing it for so long.
0: So wait, first of all, I love the way you say guitar, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm from New York, so we would be like a guitar, a guitar, right? And you I don't know? even tell the difference. <laughs> well, we, we probably spell ours G-A-T-A-R, you know, we don't even <laughs> say the R guitar, you know, um, but... So I want to ask you about that, because every time I interview singers, I tend to ask them the same question, because it just blows my mind. So one day, you wanted to play the guitar, and your dad said, now you have to sing, and you just learned how to sing? I mean, did you take lessons? Did you used to sing in the shower? How did you know it could even be possible?
1: Well, I tell you, I still don't know if I can sing or not, but people seem to like it a little bit, so we just keep doing it. So, you know, that's the funny thing about it. You know, i tell you, I watched videos, like I said, from uh back when I first got started at the 7th grade talent show, and, you know, it, that's one of those experiences, you know, you go back and look at those, and you're know, like, man, that sucks so bad. So, you know, I guess after watching videos of yourself, I, you know, it's kind of like, Kind of like a football game, whenever you go to watch film on the plays, you know, you just finally, you know, critique yourself, you know, it's like anything that you practice, and you just try to make it a little bit better, pick out spots of what you don't like, and then you take that out and keep what you do like, as far as, you know,
0: how you do it. But, okay, but listen, I can't sing, okay? So, how do you just all of a sudden decide, I think I could do this, did you take singing lessons?
1: I did not, but I'll tell you what, YouTube is a lot of
0: help. <laughs> so, so, you didn't take singing lessons?
1: No, ma'am. No, I didn't.
0: So, and you're the only one I would ever allow you and Elvis to call me ma'am. You can call me ma'am. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, alright. So, you didn't take singing lessons. So, you practiced, like, in the mirror, and you just decided you're just going to train your voice?
1: Well, basically, you know... Th- it kind of when I say this, it goes kind of two ways. Whenever you know, say if I was learning a song that I wanted to hear, you know, um, of course, you know, you want to try to sound like that person if you're trying to learn the song because you want to sound like that person. But then again, people always tell you you got to sound like yourself. So what I would do is I would try to get as close as I could to sounding like that song that I was learning, and then I guess you know it's kind of funny you just turn off trying to sound like them and then you try to sound like yourself and make it you know it takes a little practice to merge it into you know your own kind of thing and that's you know i guess i would be the easiest way to okay. say how you know, I, I used to practice uh you know singing
0: okay so do you ever do um impersonations
1: no, well you know <laughs> we might as well be an eric church and john party cover band because we love playing you know their music but uh you know i've never have actually done a cover show Okay. I just one artist
0: So now, I don't really want to talk too much about your Tourette's But I do want to touch on it um, Tell us about that a little bit Because to me that makes you even more of an incredible singer And here we're talking And I've interviewed you before It never came out So you've got it a little bit under control Tell me about that
1: Well, I'll start out with a funny story Okay um, We were sitting at a, you know, I'm not sure Do they have Shogun in New Jersey?
0: What do you mean? I don't know.
1: That's like it's a restaurant that they cook in front of you. Oh, oh,
0: okay. We don't. It's not called Shogun, but yes, we have Asian ones.
1: Oh, cool. cool. Yes. Well, <laughs> we were out to eat with the family one night, and uh, anyway, well, you know, of course, they cook right there on the flat top grill in front yep. of you, and uh, you know, it's funny you say that because you know a lot of people that like you said they you know cuss out loud or they do something yes. funny like that. Well, mine always been a twitch where I like twist my head to the side. So, anyway, um, we were eating dinner one night, and uh, I was twitching really bad. I don't know if I was just nervous or what, but, uh, the, the cook, he said, Hey, son, hey, he said, uh, is that cook behind me? Is he, is he better than me or something? You want to just keep watching him? (gasps) But he was being funny.
0: Yeah, yeah, but but he didn't know.
1: know. Even when I was that little, you know, I mean, I just learned, you know, you either get picked on or you could just laugh about it with him, you know? But, um, anyway my dad was like no man he he has Tourette's and the the cook got so scared he said please do not tell my boss I was so sorry he was and you know it didn't bother any of us but it was such a big deal to him so I thought that was pretty funny
0: so when you were in school how did it affect you growing up when you were younger
1: well like I said you know I've always been I've, I've never been one with a temper you know what I'm saying so if somebody made fun of me, I mean, I, you know, I couldn't help. I mean, it was funny, so I just had to laugh around with it. I mean, even on, you know, I was on the wrestling team. <laughs> I mean, between my coaches, my, you know, athlete, you know, the teammates and all that, I mean, it was just, you know, pretty much just got used to it. So, I mean, it never really was a big issue because I guess, you know, if you have something like that, you have two where you can look at it negative or you can just
0: laugh with everybody. Right. That's a great attitude, kiddo. You know, I listen, I – I'm a firm believer in laughing at yourself. I like to laugh at everybody else and myself. I just like to laugh. You know, oh. um, I don't make serious fun of anyone, but I poke fun at every little thing that could be cute. You know what I mean? That could be, you know, and I mean, that's how I like to go through life. I can't imagine not, not being that person, but um, I'm glad you were able to overcome that. And you never had any problem with the speech part of it.
1: You know, Whenever I was eight years old, I do it. I, I, it's hard to remember how it was because it's been so long ago. But it was like some kind of things. Well, I just made these weird noises. Like, it, just, it was out loud. I mean, it wasn't no cuss words. It wasn't no words. But like, I, it's hard to even you know. Okay, know it right. Anymore. But yes, it used to be vocal pretty bad.
0: So, all right. So now let's talk about your music a little bit more. So, um, I want to end end the show with your "I Can Live With That" song. Uh, no, 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 wait. Thank you for the Dow. I want to end it with that one. Okay. Okay. Um, we're going to play in a, in a few minutes, I Can Live With That. What? Tell us a little bit about that song, and did you write that one as well?
1: Yes, yeah, so that was actually, um, you know, whenever anybody ever asked about the Thank You for the Dow song, that is probably, uh, hands down, my. Uh, you know, I don't, you know, I do like that song, you know, Of course, I, of course, I like it. I wrote it, but as far as all the songs of the EP, that is the song that means the most to me, because you know, I, I, of course, I wrote the song, you know, in a short amount of time. But it, t- you know, I always tell people it took four years to write that song, because of the story behind it. Uh, like I always tell people, I was on the wrestling team in Alabama, and I went to a place called Central High School in Phoenix City, and anyway. One day after practice, you know, I, that's when I was first starting to play my guitar whenever I was, you know, like, coming in from middle school to high school. And anyway, you know, sometimes uh, I'd bring my guitar to school and all that, you know, be playing before practice and all that. And, uh, you know, my coach had heard me singing. He was like, you know, he heard, you know, he heard how bad it was when I started off. So anyway, one day after practice, I was, you know, grabbing my guitar and my books and, uh headed out of practice, getting ready, get ready to go home and coach it. I mean, I don't know. He just, he stopped me said, he said, John, well, you really like this music stuff? And I was like, yeah, I do. He said, you know, we got to talking about it a little bit. He said, well, I'll be honest with you. If you, if you ask me, you're going to be on a ladder driving nails in a house the rest of your
0: life.
1: Mm. And I was like, man, all right. But the end of that story is, uh, you know, a couple months after I graduated high school, that's when I got the opportunity to open up for Chris Jansen. So I was like, man, this is a full circle moment to, uh, you know, write a song about something, you know, pretty much, thanks for the doubt, you know, about somebody doubting you.
0: So, okay, so let's talk about that a minute. When it happened, when he said th- those words to you, how did you really feel? Did you believe it? <clears throat> what happened?
1: Well, this is the way I took it, and because When he said that, I a hundred percent don't think he was trying to put anybody down. He was a coach, and you know that's one of the things that you know we and we still do to this day have a really good relationship. But as a coach, I think his goal was you know to put you know if he sees his athletes doing something, he wants them to you know he knew what would make him make you know each athlete that he had, he knew what because he had such a good relationship with every one of us. He knew what would make us do better, and he knew what would you know put us down. I think he really uh, said those words to kind of kind of you know lighting a fire up under me
0: all right so now you have a relationship with him to this day correct yes does he know you wrote yes. this song based on that incident
1: <laughs> oh yes yeah, that's a. and i'll make it very short no don't this make it short because, this
0: is your show
1: uh, i called him one day and i said hey uh coach you know we're uh we're getting ready to do a music video for this song and uh anyway he said, yeah, yeah, you know, I, anyway, I guess he never heard the song before, but I mean, I, you know, I was like, I don't know how he could. So we get in there and we start, you know, whenever you do a music video, it's kind of like your lip syncing, you know, you play the song and you sing along to it. So anyway, we're sitting there and the song is playing and we're, you know, about halfway through the video. And he's over there with his arms crossed. And he's like, huh, this song is about me, ain't it? I was like, Duh. He said, are you kidding me? He said, I never said that. I was like, man, we uh, I, I had to explain the whole situation. I was like, yeah, actually, uh, it did happen. But luckily, he let us go on with the video. So, you know, that kind of, you know he didn't stop us from doing that.
0: But didn't he feel honored in a way?
1: You know, I've never really asked him about it. You know, I really would like to find, us out, find out his opinion on it.
0: All right. So I have a story for you. Um, and I actually talked about this last night. Um, I was interviewing an up-and-coming actor, um, his name is Dominic Costa, and I got to meet this young man, he, he's like 35, he's a young man to me, I got to meet him during a red carpet premiere I was invited to by the Philly Elvis who was also in this movie called Backfire a couple summers ago, and he finally reached out and was ready to be interviewed, and we were basically talking about what you just talked about, okay? And he gave his little story about things that went on as well and things that people said. And he was he was incredibly inspirational. And he said to everybody, you know, you have to know your worth. You have to know, in, in spite of what anyone else says says about you or to you, you have to know your worth and follow your dream. And I told him a story. I was in high school. Now, I was, um, well, let me, let me back up real quick to grammar school. I, I was an art student, okay? And my favorite art teacher in grammar school, his name was Mr. Gray, okay? 7th and 8th grade. And I remember him saying to me, Jerry, never stop drawing. You're going to be a great artist one day. That stuck with me. So now I get into high school, and Miss Colisanto, I had four years of art school, and she everything I did, I got an A-plus on. Everything. She never critiqued one thing I did. Now um, I was doing all the artwork for the entire high school, for their ads, for promotions, whatever it was, for plays. I did it all, right? Okay. So now I'm a senior, and I have to get ready to go to to be accepted into art college in New York, School of Visual Arts. And back then in 79, things were very different. So there were only a certain amount of students that were going to be accepted out of like 5,000 who applied. Maybe 1,200 would be accepted. So the school gave me three art classes my senior year to prepare me for this. So I had one of the art teachers that I never had before. She took my self-portrait that was done in black and white, and she starts scribbling on it, John Boy. No way. Yes, way. Here's the other art teacher that said it's perfect. She starts scribbling on it. I was crying. She's like, you have to make your blacks your blacks, your darks your darks, your, dark, your lights your lights, your racing thing. I'm crying. I go see Miss Colisano, and I showed her what she did, and she said, Jerry, I haven't done you justice. She's the one that's going to get you into art school. And guess what? She did. Wow. That was crazy. So I get it. And, you know, um, about two months ago, I get a message on one of my radio shows. Someone says, Jerry, do you remember Bill Gray from Sharon School? And I said, my art teacher? And he said, yes. I said, "You are kidding me!" And he gave me his number, and we actually have talked. And he lives in my town, and we're going to get to see each other very soon.
1: Wow! Yes,
0: I that,
1: that, that's. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that that story right there—that's something that's uh, no joke. I mean, if that was something would happen to me, I can I only imagine how I'd feel about that.
0: No, but but you would you would have been a little bit different than I was. You listen to me. The song you wrote. Thank you for the doubt. If someone would have said that to someone else, they would have cried. you didn't. You took it and ran with it and look what you've done with that.
1: Well, now we can both agree that that's that's what it takes to uh, sometimes to make you you know push it to the next level. That's
0: right. Now imagine if the other art teacher wasn't there anymore and I didn't have her to tell me it's okay, Jerry. she's the one that's gonna get you into art school. I don't know what would have happened. I may not have been able to have pushed myself. I understand. You know? So, um, all right, so let's play I Can Live With That. And then once we play it, then we're going to talk about that song, okay? All right. Because your music, your songs, I just absolutely love. Okay, everybody, we're going to play I Can Live With That by John Boy Story.
2: For the cool floor to breeze And this pretty girl on my arm For high bands I see a real good chance Three days won't be long enough Girls away
0: Absolutely beautiful. So, tell everyone what inspired that song.
1: <laughs> well,
0: okay,
1: I can tell you. You know, it's funny how some of these songs, like I said, you know, they take you know different times to uh, to write. And the very first part of that song, right there, came probably about five years ago. We uh, we spent a lot of time down in Panama City Beach, Florida, and uh, we were coming in from fishing one day and uh i was like man this would be, you know this would be a cool start to a song bringing down to panama city <laughs> from the gulf of mexico <laughs> that, so you know all, so the, all, that little verse right there always stuck in my head till about uh this summer and i was like you know man you know we just put out an ep it's been about a year so it'd be really cool to uh you know have a beach song for this summer and i was like, you know we haven't put out anything this year because we've been kind of riding the you know, the train from the whole EP from last year, I was like, let's do a single and uh, have something about what everybody likes to do in Panama City, you know, fish, drink beer, and have fun. So, you know, we really just wanted a feel-good song to be able to, you know, show what we like to do in Panama City, pretty much.
0: So, okay, so let's talk about, you met two very good friends of mine, Dom and Deb. Oh, yes. You met them in Atlantic City and you were at an alabama concert Yeah. Mm-hmm. okay so what brought you to that concert because that's where you were born and raised right yes <laughs> so what brought you to that concert
1: well <coughs> you know i had a friend like i don't think i said we have some friends up there well we have a lot of friends now considering we have mr uh miss debbie and mr dominic i'll
0: tell
1: you what <laughs> and uh and as well as you as well and um But anyway, we went up there uh, because we we heard that, you know, Alabama probably wouldn't be playing too many more shows due to uh, Randy Owens' health and all that. So we was like, man, I told my parents that we got to go see Alabama. So therefore, um, we we bought some tickets to Atlantic City to go see them and uh, went up there to go visit our other friends that were already, you know, living there. And anyway, um, we were coming out of the casino because, you know, they were playing at the Hard Rock one night. And uh, we bumped into, we were at the kiosk to get some player cards for the casino. And uh, that's where we passed, uh, you know, Debbie and Mr. Dominic. And we just started talking and we found out that he was actually a drummer. Yep. And so, you know, we just kind of hit it off, you know. I mean, I'll tell you what, such great and nice people, you yep. know what I'm saying? And uh, I mean, it's just, it, it was really a cool thing to get up and make some friends up there.
0: So they told me about you and they said, and I'm going to, this is funny. So Dominic said, You've got to interview John Boy. He is an incredible young man. He's a musician, um, country singer, blah, 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 blah. And Debbie's going, and he's so cute, and he's so cute, and that accent. <laughs> 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 so that, that was how I heard about you, okay? So, um, <clears throat> and the hats. So you, you sent hats. Tell us about the hats with your name on them
1: yeah um we actually uh you know we're trying to look a little bit more professional since we're you know we started doing a lot more full band stuff and you know trying to take it to the next level as far as music goes and shows but people said hey you know you need to have some merchandise and has to be a great way to do it so um we had a local guy in town he's like hey i'm gonna give you a sample of what i do and he uh what he does is called rawhide customs okay and uh he does uh, everything leather so he made me up at his hat one time it's just a, it's a circle a leather circle on a, a richardson hat that has all the logo on it and i mean it just it really does look cool because he i mean he, he just made it look really cool and i tell you uh we've been fortunate we've been you know with the folks around you know alabama we we see them quite a, you know we see a bunch of people wearing them so i mean he, he really he did a great job on the hats raw all high customs did
0: so you sent them to dom and deb um, you sent them three, one for me as well. I want to thank you for that. And they were awesome, and they let me pick the one first because I, I like color. So I picked the baby blue one. And I took a photo of me today with the hat on. And when I get it um, printed out tonight and I make the page, because you know how I like to make my pages pre-ads and and post-ads, I'm going to have me in your hat. And I just want to thank you for that, and I love the hat. It's adorable. Well,
1: thank you so much. I'll be honest with you. We we didn't get any more blue ones really printed up, so there's not too many of the blue
0: ones out (laughs) Yay! Adorable. So, all right. So now, let's talk about who you've opened up for. So you've opened up for some greats that I had mentioned. Chris Jansen, John Connolly, Doug Stone. Tell us about that.
1: You know, i tell you what. That's one thing. uh, you mentioned earlier in the poem uh miss candy wilkes yep and she uh she you know really takes care of all the hats the merchandise and a bunch of these shows like that she helps us get on these shows because uh she's just i mean she's kind of sort of taking the role over as a manager okay so anyway she called me up one day and she said hey you know doug stone is coming to uh dadeville alabama and he said uh they said you know we really would like, you know, they, they said they would like for you to come up and play. I, was, I mean, of course, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. Heck, yes. <laughs> so, um, and i um tell you, that was a, it, the coolest experience was, though. And I, I always like to tell these people, you know, whenever you you hear people on the radio, as far as, you know, the people who were you know, the legends and stuff, it's really a cool thing to, one, to see them in a concert like Doug Stone. And then if you get to meet them, that's just all the more thing. But what was so cool about the whole th- meeting Doug Stone I actually got to sit down with him as he was, you know, because after his show, he went over there to his merchandise table. And as he was selling merchandise, you know, he really, uh, he just took the time to, you know, you know, took the time to, you know, give me some advice on the industry. And I mean, it's just, you know, stuff like that and tell me a little bit about Nashville and his experiences. And for somebody that, you know, of his status, you know, and all that to take time to somebody he don't even know really just spoke a lot.
0: So, okay. So, um, You know, back in the day, and I get what you're saying, because now that I've gotten to interview a lot of musicians, you know, I look at them and I'm in awe, and sometimes I'm a little speechless at first, because I just can't believe I'm sitting there with them or even on the phone interviewing them or talking to them. I get that. It's It's amazing. It's a great feeling, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, back in the day, I went to Natural Gourmet Institute in New York to become a nutritional health coach and a vegan cook. A vegan chef, and guess who owned the school and was one of my teachers who I got to speak to for two hours one day? It, uh, was, it was Walter Mathau's daughter, Ginny. So, oh, really? Walter Mathau, now you're young, but you know who he is. It sounds familiar. Okay, Walter Mathau's grumpy old man, he was in that, and he was uh, one of the greatest, greats of greats. He was a comedian, an actor, he was unbelievable. Everyone knew him and she got to tell me all about her father and i got to tell you something that was one of the best moments i've ever had
1: that's so cool
0: it's so cool so now tell me about all right so that was chris jansen right you told us about
1: uh that was that was actually
0: doug oh doug stone. stone i'm sorry tell us about chris jansen
1: i tell you <laughs> you know i will say this you know that's back when i was a. Uh, you know, 18, coming out of high school. And, you know, right then, whenever I got to come uh, open up for him, that was when, you know, everybody knows Chris Jansen for a bunch of his songs now, but right then, he came out with a song called Buy Me a Boat. (laughs) And that song just took off. So, whenever I got to open up for him and all that, you know, I got to, you know, go there as he was doing his beat and greet and speak with him for a minute. I was kind of like, you know, I was young, I was starstruck. So, I really didn't get to say too much because I was just so, you know, (laughs) shocked. So I was like, man, this is just, you know, I was caught up in the moment. But I'll tell you what, he did. He put, I mean, still to this day, he puts on such a great show. And it was really such an honor to be able to open up, you know, have that on the resume.
0: I remember I was in my 20s and I went to New York to, I think it was the ABC building or the NBC building. I went to see, I think it was a Joan Rivers show, I believe. I was going to be, you know, in the audience. And I'm in the hallway. And Steven Segal. Okay, do you know who he is?
1: said, who? Seagal. Hmm.
0: Okay, so you are so young. How old am I? So, you're going to have to Google him. I believe he now lives in Russia, but Steven Seagal was one of the biggest actors, okay? And also, as far as his body, he was big and built, okay? Steven Seagal was incredible. He used to wear a ponytail. I hit right into his chest. I'm five for four, so here I... I actually hit into him walking in the hall. I look up and he says hello, and I couldn't speak. I couldn't even say hi. <laughs> you know.
1: I looked exactly the <laughs> same.
0: So now, tell us about John Connolly.
1: You know, the, the funny thing about that show, I, and I'm not sure. You know, John Connolly, he's gotten a little bit older now, so I'm not sure if uh, he was just ready to go to bed or if it was you know <laughs> uh, anyway, we actually ended end, up playing after his set so um that was see that was a really it was at the same place in dateville and uh i tell you it was really cool to get because you know i keep up with all the you know the people who you know john Conley and all them and anyway um you know it's kind of the same thing you know uh after been around doug stone and all that i wasn't sure what to expect but uh he put on a really good show and uh You know, it's really cool just to be able to say that, you know, we played a show with John Conley and then a couple months later, he's inducting Lou Combs into the, uh, as a member of the Grand Ole Opry. You know what I'm saying? It's just really cool things, because before, a couple weeks before we got to uh, open up for John Conley, I saw him play at the Opry. And so anyway, I told my friends like, hey, we're about to play a show with the guy that was just on the Opry, and I mean, it's just a really cool experience as far as that goes.
0: Wow, that is pretty cool. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So, all right, so now, let's talk about both sets of your grandparents. They, I mean, both sets played music?
1: And, you know, they never recorded any songs or any of that, but they would be the ones who would, you know, sit around with the family. You know, if they, you know none of them, I don't guess they knew how to play the piano because none of the pianos were passed down to the family but they you know there's old pictures of them like their mandolins and stringed instruments they would play around the family but on both sides uh both sides my great grandparents did uh they played music
0: so i wonder if something i mean i I have no idea i'm just spitting this out like if something could be inherited in in our genes with something like that
1: it may be i you know it's a funny thing because i don't i really don't know but i mean it might be but um you know, it's really. I, I guess you know, that's comes. That's where some of the inspiration comes from. Because if you, you know, they passed down their old instruments to me, and I was like, man, it'd be really cool to kind of follow their footsteps.
0: Right. So, all right. So now let me ask you this: Who well, I know you probably have many, so I, you don't have to be pinpointed down to one. But who is one of your top ten favorite musicians?
1: As far as uh, well, of course, singers,
0: singers, um, singers,
1: definitely Eric Church.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Absolutely,
1: he is a, and, you know, yeah, I'd say, you know, really, I don't even know if he's playing anymore, but Eric Church, and uh, there's always said when everybody, you know, everybody asks you, who's your, fa-, you know, what's your favorite song of all time, you know, I, I really wouldn't be able to say artist, but uh that song, that he, his version of it is Dave Loggins, when he sings, Please Come to Boston.
0: Okay, yes, it's beautiful. I mean, absolutely beautiful. So, so now... I'm going to ask you the same question I ask all my musicians. Do you ever sing a cappella?
1: I give you the short answer. No.
0: (laughs) Why? (laughs) It's
1: just—I guess it's one of those comfort things. You know what I'm saying?
0: You just don't. So if I, so if I asked you to just sing like one line of a song, you wouldn't do it.
1: Well, I, we did it on the last interview, so I can't say no to this one.
0: Okay, let's do it.
1: I'm trying to think. Well, what do you? What would you like to hear?
0: It does. Oh, sing a line from "Thank You for the Doubt."
1: All righty. I man, I tell you what, I'm in the truck right now, so I I could. She just, you know, turn on the radio with the <laughs> dog. I'm just
0: kidding. No, nope.
1: but um, <laughs> man, I, I always feel like you get put on the spot. But uh-huh. I guess we'll do it. Uh, we we'll do one of the courses. Uh
2: now it's a crowd screaming loud with their hands up in the air you heard i'm signing autographs will well, i send you one in the mail so here's to the man who said i never would well ain't i doing it now looking back all i can say is say thank you for the doubt
0: okay so and i'm sure i've said this to you when you did it for me the other time are you nuts how could you not hear how incredible that sounds?
1: No, I don't... Yeah, see, whenever you hear yourself saying, it don't matter if... Oh, I don't know about Luke Bryan, but I, don't, I would imagine when anybody hears herself sing, they don't like it too much, especially acapella.
0: Okay, so here's where I'm going to make you think about that a little bit, okay? Okay. All right, so, you know, we, actually I was talking about this last night because... I, all my shows, I try to bring inspiration. I try to make people out there, someone out there today is listening to this show thinking that they don't feel that they are worth it, right? So everybody has self-doubt at times. So I always try to teach everyone, know your worth, everyone is worth it, okay? No such thing as self-doubt. Wait, what the heck?
2: gentlemen... gentlemen.
0: Now, I don't know what just happened there. I didn't even have that song in the queue. Okay, so there's my self-doubt. <laughs> All right, sorry guys. I, don't, I really don't know what just happened there. Um, so anyway, this is what I want to say about that. If we are capable of listening to someone else sing, and we know they're either good, or they're not we can hear that right yes okay so what makes you listen to yourself and not be able to hear the same thing why do, Why does it always have to be not so good do you ever listen to any of your your songs and think incredible
1: I don't think incredible because you know you always critique yourself and I think that's everybody is the hardest on themselves but then again like you said I think you know people do you know Need to look you know instead of looking at all the bad sometimes people should look at hey you know this is what I some you know this is what I did good you know and uh, you know definitely it has to be an even balance
0: okay so so with that even balance, are you capable of saying this song is incredible maybe not I sing incredible but this song is incredible <clears throat> you
1: know yeah, you know, be honest with the the song is for as Thank you for the doubt. You know, I would, you know, because that just is such a true story, and you know, it means so much. I would say, you know, I, I I'm, you know, I'm very proud of all of them because you know, if we weren't proud of them, we wouldn't put them out. But, okay. Uh, like the thank you for the doubt song, since it means so much, I would say, that you know, that's one I'm most proud of.
0: Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that because I would like to hear that from you more often. Because John Boy, listen, first of all. I'm not just saying this. Your voice is incredible. For a young man, uh, listen, I'm blown away when I listen to you sing because you put us in this state of calmness. Like we listen to it and we're like, oh, and I'm not kidding you. So I want you to know that about yourself. And, you know, I have, I have, no qualms. I know you're going to be incredibly famous one day. And, you know, um, we were talking um, last night and we were talking about how musicians and artists, they have to do what they're doing, regardless of the fame or the money. It's innate in us. We have to do this, you know, or we can't feel like we're living absolutely you know I mean imagine if someone took your guitar away from you (laughs) and said you're not allowed to play this anymore you can't sing it would kill you
1: absolutely
0: you know and and I feel the same way about my art you know um, even like my radio shows talking to people you know I remember growing up in school and this is the truth I was in trouble every day of my life notes sent home because I wouldn't stop talking in class I couldn't, if you paid me, I didn't even know how to stop talking. Okay, and you know, I laugh now, and I think, I should have done this a long time ago, but it was in God's timing, you know. But everybody laughs and says, you know, that's your niche. (laughs) So, um, and and, you know, when I draw and paint and stuff, I'm not as good as I was. I used to do artwork and portraits. I had a beauty salon, and I was a nail artist also, and I used to actually paint people's faces on their nails i can i can't do that anymore my eyes aren't as good my fingers you know but i still love to draw and paint and if anyone ever stopped me from doing that or took that away from me you know i remember um when i told my parents that i wanted to go to art school and my dad was from italy hard-working guy and you know he didn't understand it but guess what he encouraged me and he said "It's okay, I don't understand it okay I'll work more I'll help you pay for it I'll pay for it um and he sent me to art school and uh, and you know I thank God for my father, but you know if you try to take something the arts away from people who are artistic it could it could end up we we, we would we would die you know if it's it, not physically death, we would die emotionally and spiritually right
1: absolutely
0: Yep. Um, you have a um, message in here, and it says, Professional musicians are their own worst critics.
1: That's a very good st- a very true statement.
0: You know, um, but I still find that hard to believe. I get, I mean, I'm sure it's true because I hear it often. You know, when I look at something I paint, I'm like, oh my God, that's incredible, Jar." <laughs> You know, so I, I have a hard time with me not thinking you're capable of saying that. You know what I mean? I understand where you come from, but yeah, oh, uh, man. If you
1: do if you do think it's incredible. You know, it's, I guess that's one of the things where you see so many people that don't mind telling how great they, they are into themselves. You know, you you really, you know, I would say being humble or not, you know, exploring is a big thing because you know if if it's good enough, you know, other people will say it's good,
0: right yes yes it does keep them from wanting to do better yes absolutely but i'm but i'm a promoter of knowing your worth i really am and i say this not in a not in an arrogant way or there's there's a difference between being arrogant and knowing your worth and um i say just always remember that you're worth it and everything that you're doing is awesome You know, you're touching lives, that's for sure. I mean, who, you know, all musicians out there, they touch our lives, right? Every person out there can remember the first song they heard when they were in love, or the first song they heard when their boyfriend or girlfriend broke up with them, and they were hysterically, you know, crying because it was the end of the world. (laughs) We all remember the songs that were playing at the most trying times or most incredible times of our lives, right? Right absolutely so you musicians keep going because without music I don't we would be nothing we need you guys we need your music you know that's an encouraging statement to say <laughs> I mean think about little babies right you could have a six month old baby in one of those little things they bop on you know the little seats that you seat them in and they uh bounce the bouncy things as soon yeah. as you put on music don't they start bouncing yeah you're right Okay, they know music. No one has to tell us that. It's really something, how it's just innate in us. It's incredible, right?
1: Yeah, I I 100% agree with that.
0: So, John Boyd, what's going on? Tell everybody what's happening with you. Tell everybody how they can maybe uh, get your album, get in touch with you, follow you. Tell everybody. All right, the best
1: way, um, of course, to get the music is... uh you know we have it on itunes uh spotify any really any digital digital uh streaming platforms and um really the best way you know to get in touch so i'm big on facebook and instagram so and it's uh, both of those uh links are just my name john boy story and that's a j-o-n-b-o-y-s-t-o-r-e-y and you know that's i mean i stay on those things every day just to kind of keep you know everybody informed with dates and the merchandise and uh we also have a website for the merchandise the t-shirts the hats the koozies the cds actually the horror copies of the cds and that's uh just johnboystory.com
0: very cool so what's coming up anything incredible
1: um we're getting ready to book for the rest of our i say you know we're gonna we'll finish out a few shows for this year but as soon as uh new year hits here it's gonna be sooner than later we're gonna try to get on out of town a little bit maybe uh do some stuff up in new jersey maybe yeah. nashville and you know try to expand out a little bit right. more in uh maybe some of the north alabama stuff it really would be cool if we get some uh, stuff up in new jersey
0: so i'm gonna work on this okay kiddo
1: that sounds like a plan yes
0: because again i have to meet you um i am absolutely gonna work on this and steve and angel i'm sure will absolutely love to come meet you as well wow what a great show what a great interview um before we, we close with your song, I just have a couple more questions that I'd like to ask you. And then um, we'll close the show. Um, so, what I wanted to know is this. So, you've been playing music since the 7th grade, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. But you've been singing only for 7 years. Is that right?
1: Really, I gonna consider... Uh you know we started playing music i'd say about a year after i learned how to you know play a little bit of the guitar we started singing and that's not good singing okay (laughs) that's just trying you know just trying
0: so all right so what other instruments do you play
1: you know as far as playing good instruments the only thing i you know i I know a few songs on the piano a few on the banjo but really the guitar and uh you know that's pretty much the acoustic guitar and electric uh, and I. Uh, about the only two that i really would say i'm uh would feel comfortable playing live
0: okay play okay comfortable playing live but do you play other instruments like when you're alone and mess around with them
1: yeah actually i mean i've tried the drums you know i've tried a little bit of it all but um you know it's just between writing songs and trying to you know i mean the whole you know learning new ones and uh, okay it's really hard to get off anything to find time to play any uh, any other ones okay. unless I was going to take time just to learn them.
0: So when you and I write a song together because it's going to happen, okay, Absolutely. what what do you think it should be about? <laughs>
1: I think, well, I think we can, man, you can relate to a lot. Is a good friendship. I mean, there ain't, uh, you know, you don't hear a lot of songs about, you know, friendships. So okay. Yeah. I mean, see, there's a world of ways you can go about it, so I have to think about it before. Okay. It I have to get a little outline up
0: before we Okay, you think about it, and I'm going to think about it as well, okay, because I would love to, um, you know, do a song with you, awesome. and to hear it done with a country voice. <laughs> 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 so, okay, <laughs> people want to know who plays in your new album.
1: Um, you know, you're talking about who plays the, uh, the actual music?
0: Well, who, who's, um, I guess, singing and playing with you?
1: Okay, on the album, the tracks, uh, I'm doing, uh, the singing part, but, you know, um, that's, that's actually a cool question, because, uh, you know, when I didn't find this out until we got done with the first EP, but, um, the, as far as, the, uh, drummer is a guy out of Nashville, well, all these folks are out of Nashville, but, um, the drummer is Grady Saxman.
0: Okay, and
1: that's where we're tra- we tracked all the tracks at his house, and the guitar player is uh his name is Saul Philcox, the electric guitar player. The acoustic player is um, Tim Galloway, and the producer, the one who mixes it all, and you know the one I deal with, he plays bass on him, and his name is Josh Bright with Josh Bright Productions. Hmm. And so anyway, the cool thing about those guys is uh Saul and Grady and uh, you know a bunch of them they're the same guys. play on a they played on a couple of number one hits for luke Holmes. so i mean you've heard you know if you've heard uh you know my album you've heard some of the same you know musicians that are playing on you know national radio right so that's just one cool thing that i I like to tell folks whenever they ask about it
0: that's beautiful well we're coming to the close of the show guys i want to thank everybody out there who's listening um you know everyone out there who supports me remember then radio i want to thank steve and angel um it's just been a great 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 interview i just love this young man john boy story um he owns part of my heart absolutely so well, i have to say uh, thank you so much for
1: having me this i'll tell you what it's, just, uh, it's always nice you know there's good people all over the place in america
0: and you're one of them sweetheart you, you are absolutely one of them. And I want to thank you again for honoring me as my guest, okay, oh, once again. Um, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart because without, listen, without my guests, I wouldn't have a show, number one. And without guests like you, it wouldn't be so incredible. So you're a beautiful young man. Um, so I want to say thank you to everybody again. And we're going to close the show out today with... The most amazing song to John Boy, Thank You for the Doubt. Okay, guys, here we go.
2: No, I never want to stay chamfering. I have my mind on other things, but it's too late now. The told me when I graduated, you're gonna work nine to five, probably hate it, never leave this town. So I put my time in, became the star of my town, and never really faced him, but he sure did break the ground. Well, a couple months passed and she called word I'm opening up this big concert Yeah, I'm coming around I'm coming around Now it's a crowd screaming loud With her hands up in the air You heard I'm signing autographs Well, I'll send you one in the mail So here's to the man who said I never would Well, ain't I? Looking back, all I can say is hey, thank you for the dad. I bet you never thought I'd take it this far. Paying my bills, playing my guitar, and living the dream. It's crazy to think. Will I still hold on to the things I learned? You don't get what you want, you get what you deserve and what you want. And all the blood, cuss, whirs and tears Every second of those four years I don't regret Not a drop of sweat Now it's a crowd screaming loud With their hands up in the air You heard I'm signing autographs Well, I'll send you one in the mail So here's to the man who said I never would Well, ain't I doing it now? Looking back all I can say Say thank you for the doubt I hope that you look back someday And see what I'm really trying to say You were one of the best things That happened to me Cause now it's a crowd screaming loud With their hands up in the air You heard I'm sorry Said, ain't that something else So here's to the man who said I never would Well ain't I doing it now Looking back all I could say Say hey, coach, thank you for the doubt